Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Ministries on Sunday. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. We want to thank the Lord for giving us this day. He did not have to do it. You see, the day that he closed Noah and the animals and his family into the ark and shut them in, They didn't have another opportunity. Their opportunities ended then. God has forgiven us of far more, and he has given us many other opportunities. Today is one of those opportunities. Let's make the best of it. Amen? Amen. You know, you don't have but one time to live for Jesus on the earth. What you do here and now is what's counting And that's what's recorded in heaven, amen? Amen. Because we have to give an account for the things done in our body. We must do the things that the Lord has told us to do. We must do the things that the Lord wants us to do. That's what we're here to do, amen? So for all of you that are grumbling and murmuring and complaining, feel free to repent. The time is now, amen? Thank you, Jesus. Now, saints, welcome to Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon, wherever you may happen to be. With me, as soon as I get to church, it's still Sunday morning to me. So, it's Sunday morning. Now, God has given us an opportunity to improve on what we've done in the past. Amen? Let's take him at this opportunity. Let's improve. Amen? It's nothing like improvement. It brings joy. It brings peace. It brings blessing. There's nothing like improving in Christ. And so sometimes we don't want to look at the things that need improvement, but that's the only way you get to improve. Amen? You either face the truth or you stay in the same place, or you slide backwards. So we're going to improve. And one of the first areas that we're going to improve is our attitudes, right? Yes. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. So we're thankful for this day. We did not have to see it. There are people who did not make it to today. And we're glad we're not one of them. No matter what you may feel about today, God thinks it's a great day. He thinks you have another chance to get it right. Amen? So let's do that. You'll be happy with yourself by the end of the day. Amen? Amen. Never mind, everybody else. You will be happy with yourself. And that's important. Isn't that right, Caitlin? Amen. Praise God. So, since God has given us such a wonderful opportunity, let's now repent 
of whatever is not the way it ought to be. Amen? Amen. I think repentance is a wonderful way to spend the day with Jesus. It's always good to clear up all of the things that are between you and your Savior. It's always good to clear that space so there's nothing between you and the Lord. I had the opportunity yesterday of being price gouged. Now, that didn't make me very happy at all. But I must say the peace of God was on me when it occurred. I didn't chew anybody out. I didn't straighten anybody out. I didn't lose my patience nor my composure nor anything else of God that I'm supposed to have. In fact, I let them do it. But I knew they would never get away with it. Because stealing, when God wrote in his own finger, thou shalt not steal, it comes back to you, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Whatsoever a man soweth, that also shall he reap. Amen? So God will take care of me. He will refund me that that was stolen from me, plus I had a blessing. Amen? You know, price gouging is, is a crime. It's a criminal offense. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them, us out of them all. So no, it wasn't fun for people to take money from me that they should not have, but they did. And God, because the government of my life is on his shoulders, he will take care of it. But I am required to do the things that I'm called to do in this life because there are natural laws here in the earth against that. I'm supposed to do something about it, whatever that may be, reported to whatever bureau or whatever authority I'm supposed to report it to. And I'm supposed to give it to the Lord because in 1 Peter 5, 7, I cast all of my cares upon him, right? Amen. So I'm free of that. I have blessings coming because I walked in the spirit and I did not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Amen? Amen. You know, everybody likes having their money, especially when it's rightfully there. They don't like people taking it from them. You know, nobody likes that. But I did not act as though some people would have acted, and I know they probably have already. I just maintained my Christian composure, knowing that God was in control and knowing that he had sent me to go do that task and knowing that he would take care of it. So that's the life of a Christian, right? Amen. So let's wake up and let's come to our senses our holy senses, and let's talk to God about whatever is not quite right. Amen? Amen? It will bring joy. It will bring peace. It will bring love. And who is it that doesn't like peace, joy, and love? Nobody says they don't like it, Lord. Amen? So I'm going to give you a few minutes to do just that because you know exactly what to do.
Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift our lives before you and we ask you to judge our lives and to judge our hearts, to judge our motives and our thoughts and our behaviors. We want to be ready, Lord, when you come back. When you come for us ready to take us out of the earth, we want to be ready. And so that means that we want to be right with you. We want to be in right standing. We want to be able to leave when you call us. So we ask you, Lord, to get us ready for that time. We know that there are going to be some changes in our life because we're asking for this. So we ask you to have mercy on us, Lord, and to forgive us. There are attitudes that we have to get rid of and receive your spirit and your word in its place. There are customs and traditions that some of us have, Lord, that many of us have, that have to go as well. Some of us may have objects that we need to get rid of because they're offensive to you. But, Lord, whatever the case may be, we bring ourselves before you. And we thank you that as you judge because we ask you to, you will show us what's wrong in our lives what we're doing wrong, so that we can come into correction and turn from our own wicked ways. We thank you, Lord, for receiving us. We thank you for making us all the better. We thank you for conforming us into the image of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that we don't have to stay who we are today. We can improve, we can grow, we can change. And we're willing to do that, Lord. We want to thank you for your forgiveness. We want to thank you for Jesus Christ going to the cross and dying for our sins and becoming sin for us, that we would have this opportunity and privilege in him. We want to thank you for the mercy and love and grace, long-suffering and forbearance that you pour out upon us, Lord. You realize that we are still dust. It would be good if we understood that, too. So we thank you, Lord, for lifting us up from where we are to the place that you desire for us to be. We honor you in Holy Communion, Lord. We honor your death till you come again. And we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor for Jesus living through us. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, for all of you who are new, welcome. We, we celebrate Holy Communion at the beginning of the service. Yeah, that's right. We want everything to be right with God. So when he comes with the word, we're open to receive what he has to say. And we don't want to pull back from him in any way, not in the slightest. Amen? So this is what we have to say. You'll need, if you... Uh, wish to, if you wish to participate with us, you'll need some bread and the fruit of the vine, just a little. Amen. You don't need a whole bottle. Amen? Amen. You don't need a whole bottle, just a little. Amen. I remember the first Sunday I decided this is it. We're going to do it the Bible way. 
that we changed communion to exactly what the scripture said. And somebody came to me, you didn't warn me. No, the scriptures did. Amen. And that person went to look it up and found out Pastor was telling the truth. Amen. It's good to line yourself up with the word of God. You know that you please God. Amen. Some of us have our traditions, and our traditions take us outside the word of God. The scripture says this, this, and this. But your tradition says this, this, that. Well, okay, that means you've got to fix the that part so you can have this, this, this. Amen? Amen. Amen. And some of us don't want to give up our traditions because we think that's, that we're right and this is the way it ought to be. And we're just stubborn. But you see, that's the carnal you. That's not the spiritual you. The Father is looking for such to serve him, to worship him, as will worship him in spirit and in truth. So we got to do it with the truth. Amen? Amen. So we might feel a certain way, and our personal determination might be a certain way, but your feelings, your tradition, and your personal determination are not to be exalted against the knowledge of God. Amen. God comes first. His word comes first. All else takes a number. Amen? That's the Christian life. So your personal determination is, well, well, guess what? God comes first. And what his word says comes first. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. For I have received of the Lord. Really? Yes. What did I receive? The cup of blessing which we bless. Is it not the communion of the body of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we being many are one bread and one body. For we are all partakers of that one bread. For I have received of the Lord that which I also delivered unto you. That the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. Thank you, Lord. And said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Partake of the bread. After the same manner also, he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Thank you, Lord. Partake of the cup. Amen. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death until he come. 
Excuse me. Wherefore, whosoever, that's you, shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily, shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. We did that. And so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Father, in the name of Jesus, we don't want to be condemned with the world. Amen? We want to be considered worthy on that day to come to be with you. So help us, Lord, to change our attitudes and our perspectives and our behaviors and our traditions and our customs and whatever else there may be so that we will be found pleasing to you on that day. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for Holy Communion. Amen. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. Now, this is what I'm going to say. If you haven't done this before, I want you to do it this week. Which day this week? Well, now that's up to you. If you have ever been betrayed by anyone in your life, if you have ever been betrayed by anyone in your life, I want you to take Holy Communion once this week because of that. Because of that. Because it says when Jesus was betrayed, he took, he took bread. He started Holy Communion. So if at any time in your life, ever, you have ever been betrayed by anyone, whatever that situation when I say that comes up to you, I want you to take some time this week with the Lord and take Holy Communion because of that, all right? And allow the Lord to do the work in your heart and life that he's wanting to do. Amen? Amen. Amen. We agree? Praise the Lord. Amen. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for your willingness to be the husband of every widow in Christ. Thank you for the presence of your Holy Spirit, who is our ever-present comforter. We experience your love and your comfort as we pray. Thank you for healing our broken hearts and for binding up all of our wounds. You are our protector and defender, Father, so we offer the sacrifice of praise to you continually. We give to you the fruit of our lips. Your love and your justice give us hope. Thank you for meeting all of our needs according to your riches and glory through Jesus Christ. Lord, you promised to establish our borders. 
thank you for always providing a place for each of us. Your blessing in our lives causes our hearts to sing with joy. Thank you, Father. Thank you for preserving us and relieving us of all anxiety. We trust in you, Lord. Teach us to trust in you with all our hearts so as to not ever lean unto our own understanding. In all our ways, Father, we acknowledge you, and we know you will direct our paths. Father, thank you for guiding all MIC widows. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, saints, today we're going to have a little, a little chat. We're going to talk for a little while. And we're going to talk about Christ-likeness. Christ-likeness. That's what we're going to talk about. And I'm going to drink a little water. Amen. 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 For those of you who um, who 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 didn't catch up with us, we had a marvelous week last week. We passed out candy and tracks, and we did it our way. In Jesus' name, we did what God led us to do, and it pleased the Lord. And it gave us joy and excitement in the Holy Ghost. Amen. So now some of us want to go to sleep because that took a lot of energy. Don't worry, God will refresh us. Amen. Some of us, like me, ran out of candy. I went, okay, Holy Spirit, I will listen better next time. (laughs) And in the store, I won't just get a few. I'll get a few boxes, okay? Amen. Now, Father, before I begin, my neighbor across the street needs his car fixed, and I'm going to ask you to fix the car for them, even if you have to send an angel. I want to thank you for it, and I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. So I guess I may as well tell you the rest of it. Well, the next day I was backing out, And as I was turning the curve, I noticed my neighbor and all of her children, she has more children than I thought. Let me tell you about my neighbors. I thought they had like one or two children. No, she's got a flock. I went, okay. So it was cold that day. And so I asked them, I said, where are you going? They said, they were going to walk to the store. I didn't know that the car didn't work. I mean, I saw it parked there, but I thought the thing was working. No, the car isn't working. So I gave them a ride up to the store, you know, and that was a good experience. That was a good experience. It wasn't long, but it was a good experience, and it it enabled me to give some more. See, giving will make you happy. It will. When you do what God tells you to do, it will make you have joy. If you feel all down and glum, 
The thing to do is get up and obey God immediately. Do something that God says to do, and it will change everything. That's right. It will change. Just get you a scripture and haul off and obey it, just like that. No questions asked. And it will change the way you feel. You see, before I went into that that place of business yesterday, I had already prayed and bound and loosed and had a great time doing that. And so when that situation came, I was in perfect peace. I didn't start talking to God about it till I got back in the car. And we had a little chit-chat. And later on, a little more chit-chat. But I wasn't mad. See, the normal response is to be angry. But I'm not angry. I understood what they did. I understood it was wrong. I understood that the reason there weren't too many people in there is because they'd done it to some other people too. And I know what the result of that is. They're going to lose that business if they don't turn that around. Mm-hmm. See, you can't do people wrong continually without it coming back to you. That's the point I'm trying to make. So if something goes wrong, you're a Christian. You have the kingdom of heaven at your disposal. You can do things to turn things around, even if only for you. You wake up feeling bad, you can begin to praise the Lord. You'll feel better. Amen. You can sing God a song. You can hum if you get something in your mouth. You can always find something to do to bring the situation to a place where it pleases the Lord. Amen. Amen. He said, in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Amen. So in Christ's likeness, thanks God loves you just the way you are. God loves you just the way you are. So since God loves you just the way you are, why is it you don't? Why? Why do you say negative things about yourself? Why do you put yourself down? Why do you debase yourself? You see, when you do that, you become your own enemy. That's not right. That's not Christ's likeness. Amen? You're supposed to say the things about you that are the truth according to the word of God. Amen? You can't offer that other stuff as the fruit of your lips because it's just not Christ-like. So if you have this self-hatred, when you, uh, when you go to take your Holy Communion, you have to think about the fact that you have betrayed your own self because you've been recreated in Christ Jesus. You're not the same old person. You've been made new. And if you're beating up on yourself, you're beating up on Jesus Christ. 
because you're flesh of his flesh and bone of his bone. If you find yourself unacceptable and not up to par, you're not looking at the change Jesus has made in you. No. If you don't love you the way you are, you're never going to love you the way Jesus turns you into, you know, when he really starts to pour through you. You have to learn to appreciate who you are right where you are right now. It may not be the you you always wanted to be, but it's better than what you could be. It's a lot better than where you could be. So if you're one of these people with these self-defacing attitudes and all this degradation about yourself, you need to repent of your sins. You are violating the very scriptures I just read. You're hating on the body of Christ. Why? Because you're a part of that body. You can't hate God. It won't work. You are a part of the body of Christ. You are a part of Christ. You can't treat you like trash. I've been talking about that lately, telling you that you're not a garbage can. You belong to Jesus. So if you don't think you're fit enough and you don't think you're bad enough and you're letting all of your inadequacies that you intend to hold on to that I've already told you you need to get rid of, come on. If you want to hold on to all of that, then you want to stay in sin. And God's not going for that. He died for you. So it's time for you to agree with God and let go of all that. Amen? You have the ability. You have the power to change. So you don't like the dimple in your face. Well, leave it alone. There's somebody that likes it. You get it? If Jesus likes the dimple in your face, you need to like it too. See, I was talking a minute ago about attitudes that need to change. Time to get on it. Amen. He loves you, but he does not want you to stay as you are. He wants you to grow and to be conformed into the image of Christ. That's right. This is your destiny. From the beginning, God has preordained for himself a family, a family that will reflect the image of his son, Jesus. Let's go to Romans chapter 8, verse 29. Romans chapter 8, verse 29. Romans chapter 8, verse 29. Well, pastor, my hips are too big. Well, work on it the best you can. And in the meantime, get bigger pants. Okay? There is a solution. Amen. You may as well say amen because you know he's going to say some more things. Amen. 
Romans chapter 8, verse 29. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. That would be you. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. That would be you. Amen? So those whom God knew beforehand, he chose to predestine them to be molded, molded. Remember what you used to do with Play-Doh? And I don't mean the eating of it, not that part. You weren't supposed to do that. You know how you used to squish it into the little mold and it would come out looking just like what the mold was? Well, God's going to squish you too. And the part that's supposed to come out, it's coming out. Mm-hmm. The part that's supposed to come out, it's going to come out. It would be good of you to go to God, you know, just you and God, and get it squished out. But sometimes it doesn't happen that way. Sometimes he has to allow circumstances to squish it out of us. Amen? Sometimes squishing doesn't feel good, but it's good for us. So. God predestined us to be molded according to the pattern of the image of his son, so that Jesus Christ is the firstborn of many brethren thereafter. So, Pastor, what does Christ-like character look like? Well, first of all, it doesn't tell lies. That's right. It does not tell lies. Why? Because Jesus is the truth. And the Bible does not use the term love as loosely as the modern world does. Some of you think that we love pizza or our new shoes or our car or our pet, even our neighbor's pet, or any number of things. You know, the world uses that word very loosely. They love anything. Yet, this is the same word that we use to express our love for God and our family. We will use the meaning of the word agape, which uh, expresses God's kind of love. That's the kind of love we're going to talk about. Agape love is an unselfish choice unselfish. Now, you're going to have to think a minute. Unselfish. It means you make a choice that for which you don't necessarily receive any benefit of any kind at all. Some of us have never done that. Some of us should try. Amen? Some of us should try. It's a new experience. It's a good experience. Agape love is an unselfish choice for the good of another, not the good of yourself, 
the good of another. Amen? It is the choice to give to, not take from, give to, to lay down your own life for. Really? Really. To serve and to bless and all that this commitment requires. I don't think young people and sometimes older people truly understand that when they show up to a ceremony saying they want to be united as husband and wife. I don't think they get it. But they have to learn it. I don't think they really get it. It's not about you. It's about God and it's about the other person. Yes. Mm hmm. Oh, I just love so and so. No, you love what they do for you. That's not the kind of love that God's talking about. You know, you ought to meditate on that for a little while. Loving unselfishly. It's a new horizon for most people. Amen? In one sense, it can be pictured as a parent who has one beloved child for whom the parent pours out all of their affections and sacrifices. Hmm. That's interesting. The use of agape the God kind of love was revolutionary when Jesus brought it to the forefront. Revolutionary? Yes, this is different. We have never done it this way. I've never done that before. Well, now's the time to do it. Jesus told us that God loves those who are his enemies. God loves those who are his enemies. He loves those who are his enemies. Mm-hmm. So saints, we are to love our enemies as well. Pastor, that's a tall order. Well, you need God to help you. You know that witch that's been working powers on you. You have to love her, don't you? Really, Pastor? Seriously? <laughs> Seriously? She's on your job, and she's doing things in your classroom, and she's being ugly. You've got to love her. You can't hate her. She learned what she learned from her ancestors. Amen. You know, the witch in my neighborhood, I offered her a ride one day, and she told me she didn't want it. I said, well, Lord, I did my part. <laughs> I, I did my part. So we are to be so changed in our inner nature, which works itself into our outward life, that it is normal for us to love our enemies. You know, some of us, we don't have to go far to find enemies. They're in our family. 
They're in our family. And we have this little problem sometimes inside because we do love them even though they are our enemy. It's okay to love people who treat you badly, but you don't have to sit there and let them pound you in the head. Okay? You can love them with the God kind of love, not that human stuff. It causes a mess. You can love them with the God kind of love, but you don't have to sit there and listen to them abuse you verbally. You can get up and leave. You don't have to say a word. You can just exit, say, what stage was that he used to do? Yes, stage left. All right, if you prefer. Nobody says you have to sit there and let people browbeat you with their nasty mouth and their manipulative demons. But you can love them in spite of themselves, hoping for the day when they will choose to change. You don't have to receive any of those nasty words, not a one of them, or any of their violence, because their violence is against the law. It's against heaven's law and earth's law. You don't have to receive their nasty. You have the shield of faith to raise any time you decide to. But you can love them in spite of their choosing to sin against you. You see, that hatred in them is their hatred. It's not yours. And you don't have to partake in it. You can let it be theirs. You can let it be theirs because that's really whose it is. It's theirs. It hurts your feelings that they would want to feel that way about you, but that's them and their demons. It's not you and your Jesus. Stay in your lane with you and your Jesus and raise the shield of faith and know that God will take care of the rest. People can be nasty and ugly. Why? Even though they say they love you. Even though they say that they love you, those words fall out and you believe them and you receive them and then they act completely contrary. Well, they didn't live up to what came out of their mouth. But let them have to answer to Jesus for that. You can love them, but you don't have to let them maul you over, okay? Love does not mean that I allow you to abuse me verbally, financially, emotionally, physically, or in any other way. You do not have to accept abuse. You are not a victim. You are a victor in Jesus Christ. Amen? And in Christ, you don't have to receive that. You see, Jesus took all that kind of stuff for you. He took all that for you. You don't have to receive that. So 
some of it you can't avoid, but you don't have to receive it into yourself. You can leave it out there. You don't have to receive that. You can put up your shield and say, not here. There's no place for that inside of me. Amen? Amen. You don't have to suck it in inside of you like you're sucking it up a straw. I trusted you, but you hurt me. No, I believed you when you said you loved me, but now you're showing me that you actually lied. So now that I know the truth, I'm going to act like I know the truth. I won't be deceived by you again. I got it the first time. Amen? Hopefully, they will come to Christ and change. But if not, you don't have to carry that around inside of you. It's not supposed to be there. You can hand it to Jesus and let go. Amen? So it's possible for you to love your enemy. It's possible. With the grace of God and his strength, it's possible. The carnal man does not do this at all. You see, saints, Jesus is our identity. Jesus is our identity. And he lives his life through us. Amen? Well, you see what they did to him on the cross. He loved the Jews. They didn't love him, though. You know, some of us need to learn to accept that everyone that we love will not love us in return. It does not mean that there's something wrong with us. It means that they do not appreciate what God has done by allowing us in their lives. That's their fault. It's not your fault. Stop receiving it as if something is wrong with you. It's not. The something that's wrong is with them. Amen? Learn to accept the facts and the truth and keep on going with Jesus. Amen? Because the Jews rejected Jesus didn't mean there was anything wrong with Jesus. The wrong was with the Jews. We got that? And the same is true with us. People are going to mistreat us and reject us, but that doesn't mean there's necessarily something wrong with us. Most often, it's something wrong with them. And some of them attempt to manipulate our thoughts by projecting what's wrong with them onto us. Just like a, a movie camera does the projecting onto a screen. The screen didn't do a thing. It was just hanging there. The image came out of the projector. Amen? So we understand that? Amen. So now straighten out that backward thinking you've had that's just not the truth. And if there is something wrong with you, Jesus is going to fix it anyway. How do you know? Because that's what this sermon is about, Christ-likeness. 
Amen. Jesus is our identity, and he lives his life through us. So our chief purpose in this life is to be more like him. In our daily walk with Jesus, we learn from him, and the Holy Spirit is helping us to do his will over our own will. You know what that feels like. You understand what the will of God is, but you want to do this. And you keep trying to find a way to do what you want to do. And you keep butting into the Holy Spirit who's trying to get you not to do your will, but to do God's will. You know what that feels like. You've done it before. Yes, you have. Amen. So let's go to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, beginning with verse 8. Romans chapter 5, beginning with verse 8. Romans chapter 5, beginning with verse 8. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us while we were showing him our you-know-what. He died for us and forgave us, and we were still saying those bad words. Much more than being now justified by his blood. Okay, he's washed all that away but with his blood. We shall be saved from wrath through him. Because if we're not in Christ, we will experience the wrath of God. I don't recommend it for anyone. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. So that's the life we have to take up, Christ's likeness. All right, let's go to Matthew. Matthew chapter 5, Matthew chapter 5, and I'm going to verse 43. Matthew chapter 5, verse 43. Matthew chapter 5, verse 43. And beyond. Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Doesn't that sound like fun? Okay. Well, it can be fun. It can be. It can be. (laughs) Okay, Lord, we'll grow there. That ye may be the children of your Father, which is in heaven. For he maketh his Son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love them, which love you, what reward have ye? 
Do not even the publicans the same? And if you salute your brethren only, what do ye more than others? Do not even the publicans so? Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. Yes, we can do it. How do we know? Jesus did it. Jesus did it. He was tempted in all points, like as we are, but without sin. So it is possible for us to do this. It would help if we would want to do it, though. I know. I got you. Since God is love and we are to be like him, then we need to love as he has loved us. Really? Yes. First John chapter 4, verse 8. 1 John chapter 4, verse 8, way to the back. 1 John chapter 4, verse 8. <laughs> he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Amen. So now you understand why you have that exercise for this week to do. 1 John chapter 4, verse 16. 1 John chapter 4, verse 16. And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Amen? Okay, we can highlight that. Lord, we want, we want to get this right before we get out of here, before we get out of the earth. Amen? Right here, 1 John 4, 16. We want to grow. Amen? Saints, we realize how much God loves us. Because we have experienced his love and because we believe him when he tells us that he loves us dearly. Our love for God is measured by our obedience to him and his word. Our love for God is measured, this is the measurement, by our obedience to him and his word. That's the measuring stick. It may be displayed with those closest to us and spreads out to all other relationships. Yes, including the unbelievers and heathens we encounter in life. Yes, saints, God wants to bless your marriage and all of your relationships but it begins with love and Christ-like character. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. So how do I grow in Christ-like character, you ask? Good question. Say, we need 
to be filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. That's how we get it done. We need every day to be filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. He was sent by the Father to help us to be holy as he is holy. So let's go to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 16. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 16. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 16. Because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. Your heavenly Father is saying directly to you, I'm holy, you've got to be holy too. I'm holy, you must be holy. You're my child, you got to be like me. Amen. We have a tremendous promise of being transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. So let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. But we all, with open faith, Beholding as in a glass or in a mirror the glory of the Lord. Open face, that means no veiling. No veiling at all. But we all, with open face, with unveiled faces, beholding as in a glass, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So as we behold Jesus, we take in his image. As we see Jesus in everyday situations, what would Jesus do? Well, as we go to the Word, when we see Jesus, We receive his image in us. We receive who he is because we're receiving what he's showing us in the word, the revelation, the pulling back of the curtain. So we see clearly what he's showing us of himself. We are changed as we continually do this. We are changed into the same image from glory to glory. Even as by who who's doing this work? The Spirit of the Lord. You know, there's this beautiful Christian song that talks about how we shall behold him face to face. But we've got to get to know him in the word and in our practical lives, or else we won't recognize him when we see him face to face. See, the Jews didn't stick to the scriptures that Moses wrote. They started, you know, after the Babylonian this, that, and the other, they went into all kinds of things. So when he came, they didn't recognize him because they didn't properly appropriate the word ahead of time. They thought they knew it all, had it all, and you couldn't tell them nothing. That was what was wrong with them. 
so when he actually manifested, he actually came in the flesh, they couldn't recognize him. But some people could. Everybody wasn't as blind as the Sanhedrin. Some people could say, well, you know, anybody doing this many miracles, they got to come from God. Let me go back and reassess. You got to get to know him. You can't be planning to go spend eternity with somebody you don't know. Amen? So, Pastor, what am I to do? That's a good question. Saints, we are to live by the Spirit and cease to please the desires of our flesh. Because what our carnal flesh desires is opposed to God's spirit, okay? And what God's spirit desires is opposed to our carnal flesh nature and attitude. So as you can see, these are opposed to each other. Why? For the purpose of preventing you from doing what you want. God has to come and oppose you. Why? Or you'll just keep right on doing wrong. That's why. He's got to let you know you're out of your lane. Oh, Lord, help me to know when I'm in sin. Well, he does. You just don't like the way he does it. Amen. You see, there's this um, sheepdog that runs around with the fold. And when they get out of line, he goes to running over there as fast as he can, and he's barking the whole way. And they know exactly what that means. You're doing something wrong. Get right. And he'll keep right on them till they get right, till they get to going the right way. That's his job. Well, the Holy Spirit's going to stay on your case till you do right. He may use someone close to you to speak words of correction, which, of course, you know in your pride and stubbornness, you're going to blow off anyway. Well, God's not finished. God's not finished. He's going to, he's going to keep at it. You can be sitting up there with the wrong attitude. He's going to come disturb you in your sin and smugness. Amen? So get ready for God to say, nope, that's not it. You got to move. You can't sit here. That's the wrong place. You got to learn that you're wrong more often than you think. Amen. Amen. So, I encourage you, saints, to continually walk in agreement with the Spirit of God. Why? Because Amos 3.3 says the same thing it said the last time I introduced it to you. Amos chapter 3, verse 3. Can two walk together except they be agreed? Nope. And if you're going to walk with the Spirit of God, you've got to be in agreement. You can't be holding on to what you want. Amen. Saints, God wants us 
to surrender control of our lives to God the Holy Spirit. Yes, I said it. I'll do it again. Saints, God wants us to surrender control of our lives to God the Holy Spirit. Yes, saints, God wants you to surrender control of your life, not just in general, but even in minute detail. All of it. You know, there's this song about I surrender all. But you have to mean it, and then you have to live it. The direction, yes, even the timing. Complete surrender, scared or not. Amen. He is the one who transforms us and manifests the fruit of his spirit. He wants to bring forth in each of us love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Please don't hinder him. So will you do what is necessary so that he can do this in you? Yes, saints, you can ask God to fill you with his Holy Spirit every day. Saints, when we cultivate and grow in intimacy with our God, he helps us to develop in Christ's likeness. So let's go to the Gospel of John, the Gospel of John, chapter 15. The Gospel of John, chapter 15. The Gospel of John, chapter 15, beginning with verse 4. The Gospel of John, chapter 15, beginning with verse 4. Abide in me. And I in you. You know, abiding means, it doesn't mean you move in. It means you move in and you live there. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. Now we need to convince ourselves that this is the truth that without him we actually can do absolutely nothing. You know, dust did not create itself. Amen. Praise God. The life of Jesus flowing through our lives brings forth fruitfulness. So what is intimacy with God? What is that? What is that, Pastor? I, I don't quite understand. I'll help you. Well, our fasts help us to develop this, don't they? If you follow the fast as they are given, 
not following your own willful or religious ideas, but in childlike trusting, following the directions as they are given. God will honor this. Intimacy includes, but is not limited to, spending time with God, meditating on God's word and how it impacts your own life. Meditating on what it shows you and teaches you about God himself. It's a dialogue, not a monologue. Well, I, I, I... Pastor, I just don't hear from God. Uh, 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 uh. Well, you have to hear his voice. Back in the Old Testament, they were required to hear his voice. You don't hear his voice ever? You know, some people have this strong unction down inside of them. Other people hear his voice audibly. Some people They're directed to a scripture. There are a lot of ways. And I'm not discounting any of them. But you've got to hear from him. And if you don't hear from him, it's not his fault. It is your fault. If you don't hear from God, it is not God's fault. It is your own fault. In some way, you have sinned or displeased him. And you need to stop right there and seek his face to find out what you did or failed to do. What attitude you displayed that he is not pleased with. Amen? See, some of us don't want to take responsibility for our part, but you must. You must. There's no way around it. There is no way around it. Just like when you were little and you got put in time out, you clearly understood that you had done something wrong. That was one of the points of putting you in time out. So you could sit there and come to yourself and realize that something had gone wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, God has to get our attention too. Amen. Amen. Intimacy includes, but is not limited to, spending time with God, meditating on God's word and how it impacts your own life. Intimacy includes spending time in prayer, not just complaining about your problems. Worship is part of intimacy. Our fasts cover all of these areas and more. For those of you who have chosen not to join us, make sure that Jesus Christ, the Lord of the fast, accepts your excuse and approves it. Simply because you take medication is not an ample excuse. Mm-hmm. You didn't think I was going to get to this part. Well, I have arrived. Many saints take medicine and seek the Lord for his how to do it on the fast. 
Yes, there is a way that seems right to a man, and the end thereof is destruction. But when we go in the way of the Lord, when we actually live out Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 7, God makes a way for us. So much for your excuse. Amen? So, amen. In fact, there is no situation that the Lord of the fast will not address if you humble yourself and give it to him. Well, Lord, on Thursday, I have to do da-da. He already knows about it. The question is, Lord, how do you want me to handle this? And he will give you an answer. The Bible says if any man lacks wisdom, to ask God. And he will give to him how? Liberally. So if you want to know how to handle such and such situation while you're on a fast, ask God. And he will tell you what is acceptable to him. In fact, there's a whole paragraph in our fast that tells you that. But you would have to read it now, wouldn't you? If you follow Jesus' instructions to you, your fast will be accepted. If you don't, he won't accept it. You should begin by reading all of the instructions as given. No, what some of you have done is to say, well, I have this issue, so I can't fast. Mm-hmm. Well, if Jesus Christ is the Lord of your life, he has the first and last word of how you fast, not you. This is fasting, not starvation. Yes, there is a fast where there is no consumption of food or fluid, but that is not our monthly fast, saints. Now is it? Our monthly fast allows you to consume food and fluid. Am I correct? But some of you have these ideas in your preconceived minds that do not allow for the instruction of the Lord. Some of you think that if you ingest anything, that you are not fasting. Well, guess what? You are very, very wrong, and you have not yielded to the scriptures concerning such. You have erred from the scriptures in that matter. See, the Bible has all kinds of fasts, from beginning to the end. And they're printed so that you can know that God has all kinds of fasts. There are different durations. There are different circumstances. You see, the fast has to please God. It does not have to please you. It is designed to please God. It's your sacrifice to him. It's your obedience and humility and submission to him. 
Amen. So, some of you are religious, but not living according to script. God is not at all interested in man-made ideas of how he ought to be served. So, the church you used to go to when you were growing up told you blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what? That's not where you are today with the Lord. You're here at Miracle. Make the adjustment, please. You see, as you grow in the Lord, there are some practices that God modifies as he's working on you. And these, this fast that we've been given is what God wants Miracle to do. It's not the church where you grew up. What he's accepting is what he tells us it's miracle to do. And so you need to take your high-minded self and humble yourself because you don't tell God how to run his kingdom. And you don't tell God how to run miracle outreach ministry. God does the telling. We do the obeying. See, I've had people think that they could dictate to me what I ought to do as pastor. But God called me to be the pastor here. And God tells me what to do. So if you want to get wrong with God, try to tell me how to do what he wants me to do. That wouldn't be wise. Okay? I'm just going to give you a heads up on that. That's how that works. I have to answer to him for every single thing. And trust me, to the best of my ability, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to do just that. Amen? God is not at all interested in man-made ideas of how he ought to be served. Obedience does matter. Do it his way, not yours. The instructions of our fast are designed for all kinds of saints. Working saints, retired saints, or whatever. Saints of different cultures, different dietary needs, different health needs. The fasts are designed to encompass everybody. Even Brother Sam in the hospital did what he could do in the fast. You see, the, the eating and the drinking part is only a part of the fast. If you ever look at it, the majority of the fast is something else. So what's keeping you from doing that the way the Bible prescribes and the way we have taught you? You. Amen. So, these are not excuses to be offered to God. Simply put, the foolishness which is being displayed as, I don't know how to do it, ends up as rebellion, not obedience. Besides, did you write the pastor for clarification? 
Of course not. Because if you did, it meant you were desiring to do what God wants. Hmm. Food for thought. So you say, well, I'll try. Well, the next time you need God to do something for you, he should give you the same reply. No, God commits to keeping his promises to you. Why have you failed to commit to him in fasting? Remember, you don't call the shots. He does. There are no shortcuts to intimacy. Psalm 119, verse 9. Psalm 119, verse 9. Psalm 119, verse 9. Amen. Psalm 119, verse 9. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. Wherewithal shall MIC cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. He says if you want to cleanse your way, the answer is in his word. Seek him. He'll show it to you. Verse 11, Psalm 119, verse 11, Psalm 119, verse 11, thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. You see, in the hiding of his word in our heart, there's a barrier. There's a barrier erected. And when we try to go wrong, we run right into the word that's been hid in our heart. It comes up and says, nope, nope, that's not it. Can't come this way. When we go too much to the left, it rises and says, nope, nope, the right way is this way. The word will keep you out of some mess if you will allow it to. So, what's in your heart? Think about things. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And they continued steadfastly.
steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread and in prayer. The early church devoted itself to the apostles' teaching, holy communion, fellowshipping together, also known as MIC chat room, and praying together. The early church was a church family. It seemed that the early believers were more committed to their church family than believers are today. No, there is no perfect body of believers on earth, and neither are you. Because all of his people are imperfect, the church will always be in the process of becoming more like him. We are imperfect people learning to live out a new life in a new way. Even with all of the flaws of any church, you would not be who you are today without the influence of a church. Miracle Outreach Ministries is a church approved by God himself, regardless of what your worldly relatives think. The teachings rightly applied to your life will change you forever and fit you for heaven. Our church is vital to your personal growth and accountability. Also, we give you an opportunity for family and community. Most importantly, your life is blessed under God's governance through his appointed pastor for you. Amen? Psalm 133 explains this to us. Psalm 133 beginning with verse 1, explains this to us. Psalm 133 explains this to us. Behold, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It didn't say in squabbles and infightings and strife and jealousy and envy and competition. It says, behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of his garment. As the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. Amen? Amen. You know, we have grown in our expression of love, sympathy, empathy, appreciation, consolation to our brothers and sisters. It doesn't matter which nation they live in physically. 
This is one of the beauties of Miracle Outreach Ministry. We are an international church. Everyone does not live in the same place. Even in the same nation, everyone does not live in the same place. But the same love of God moves from breast to breast here as it does in heaven. That's quite an accomplishment, saying. No one is made to feel excluded. Now I want to be truthful with you because there are those who have left our number due to their own rebellion. Well, Pastor, what do I do? Come into agreement with the Godhead's intercession for them because God himself is interceding for them. All you have to do is come into agreement with him. Amen? You know, sometimes we have these old attitudes from the world, and we drag them into church, and we allow them to rise up, get in our faces, and make us act out. Well, God is the head of this church. If you act out too much, you have to go to time out. Got it? Amen. We understand that? Amen. This psalm is a priestly prayer to affirm one's alignment and covenant commitment. When saints are aligned and posture their hearts to be in covenant unity with their church and pastor, they receive a blessing from God himself. This blessing is not one you pray up. This is one God releases to you. Some saints behave as though they are the Lord of their own lives. Well, I hope that they have a heaven to take themselves to after death because certainly they will not be in God's heaven. Perhaps we should strongly esteem the will of God above our own will. Amen? Amen. Amen. So I hope that you learned something from today. Amen? No pastor is not going to sit here and spoon feed you the fast anymore. We've had that. You've outgrown that stage. And so now you're responsible for keeping up with it yourself. You already know that we do at least one every month. And most months, it's only one. Amen? Amen. Margaret, that was Psalm 133. Let me help you. Pastor will help. Amen. There you go. See? Your sister's help. That's good. Amen. So, we show the same love and care. If everybody was right here in the same building that we do internationally, it's no less love, no less care. And some of you can prove it. Amen? Amen. So, 
then we are due the honor that God gives to the body of Christ. We're not some offscoring little, you know, group of vagabonds. No, we have a special call in the body of Christ. Every church does not do adjudication. Every church is not called to. Every church cannot withstand the onslaught of the enemy when we do. We already have a mission. Some churches are still trying to figure theirs out. And so we're called to act like what he's taught us to be. Amen? We are called to act like what he has called us to be. We are unique. We are not like other churches that you have been to. You'd be surprised. We have flexibility where they don't, and we have discipline where some of them don't. Amen? God is in charge of this church. And you need to know that. For those that you know that have a problem with female pastors, let them duke it out with Jesus. Amen. Let them duke it out with him. Let's see how that turns out. Amen. You're going to find those misled people who think they know everything about the Bible. Well, let them duke it out with him who is the word of God. You don't have to get the blows off of that. Just move out the way and let them swing at him. They'll find out. They might not like what they learn, but they'll find out. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. See, that means they had a problem with God using uh, the late Pastor Holiday to found this ministry. They got a problem with that? Well, that's just too bad. God's been using women the whole time. He never said he wouldn't. But there are people who believe that they can dictate to God how to run his own kingdom. I'm here to tell you that will never work. Satan tried to do his thing. And you see how that turned out. So wisdom would be to learn from that lesson. You can't dictate to God how to run the show. That's not your place. He sits on the throne, not you. Move it. Amen? Amen. And try to remember where your seat really is. Praise the Lord. Amen. Sometimes, saints, we have to come to a realization that the world does not revolve around us. We thought it did, but not necessarily the truth, because it doesn't. It revolves around the one who gave his life for you. And that's a good thing to learn and to know. Amen? See, you're allowed to think that when you're just a babe till you end up with brothers and sisters and cousins and so on and so forth. Then you find out you were wrong. So it's time.
to learn that, no, the world does not revolve around me. I'm just a part. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Father, we want to thank you for this word today. It's brought some clarity and some correction for those who needed clarity and correction. Amen? We acknowledge you as the owner and ruler and master of Miracle Outreach Ministry. Amen? And if pastor does something wrong, God will be the first to let her know. He and I have agreements from way back before I ever knew of a Miracle Outreach Ministry. Amen? And I'm keeping my part of the agreements I made with him back then. And I would encourage you to learn to do that as well. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, all demonic agents, all decisions, Timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, all of his underlings. We cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan and his agents. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons, the workers of darkness, in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep, and we bind rape and murder to a strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains in darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of witchcraft attacks. We return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, watchers, peeps, whispers, familiar demons, electronic digital technology demons, and their attacks. We bind all Leviathan spirits and their attacks, all brainwashing Kundalini spirits and their attacks. We take authority, dominion, and power over every Kundalini spirit in a member of Miracle Outreach Ministries. We bind that devil in the name of Jesus Christ. We break the claws. It's a religious devil. We bind him in the name of Jesus Christ. We open the chakras and we command him to come out now in the name of Jesus Christ. With the sword of the spirit, we sever his head in Jesus' name. Come out of God's people. You have no right to be there. Every kundalini devil, however you got it, however long it's been there, whatever you did or whatever somebody else did, come out of them. Come out in Jesus' name. All of those traditions and customs and religious notions that don't have anything to do with what Jesus Christ wants for you. Come on out. Come on out now in Jesus' name. Come out in the name of Jesus right now. Thank you, Lord. Come on out in Jesus' name, every one of you. Some of you have spirits of infirmity, illnesses and sicknesses and ailments and diseases in your body. Find them and cough them out now in Jesus' name, whatever its name is. 
you call it out. If you don't know what its name is, you call it out anyway in Jesus' name. Come on out. Come out in the name of Jesus. You must obey the name of Jesus. You must obey the name of Jesus Christ. You must obey the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for releasing your angels to cause these demons to come subject to the name of Jesus. Every spirit of infirmity, every spirit of illness or ailment or disease, every malady in the body, come on out. Whatever you want, come on out in the name of Jesus. You have no right to be there. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost, and we do not house demons. Come on out right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on out. You don't have to know the demon's name. You know what it's doing. Tell it to leave in Jesus' name. You can call it out by function in the name of Jesus Christ. I command every devil that the saints are trying to get rid of to come out of their bodies right now in the name of Jesus. Every devil that the saints are trying to get rid of, I command you to come out of them right now. I disconnect you. I cut them free from you with the sword of the Spirit in the name of Jesus. Come on out. Whatever you are, you're a devil, get out now in Jesus' name. You cannot remain in the name of Jesus. You cannot remain in the name of Jesus. Fire of God. Fire of God. Ruka de la brisa la de Yaso. Ruka de la brisa la de Yaso. Rikite de Bruka. Runga de la brusa la de Yasan de la broke de Erika. Deep breath and cough from your gut, not your throat. Deep breath and cough from your gut. Deep breath and cough from your gut. Deep breath and cough from your gut. In the name of Jesus. And it will go. Deep breath. You don't have to say anything. Just deep breath and cough. Deep breath and cough. Deep breath and cough. Deep breath and cough it out. In the name of Jesus. Deep breath and cough. Cough it out. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We cage these devils in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind them and we send them to the feet of Jesus for immediate judgment. Thank you, Lord. Father, we ask that you take these deliverances to completion and to fill the saints with the power of the Holy Spirit. Oy, hallelujah. Hallelujah.
cancer devils, pain afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust and drone spirits, all sorcery devils and their attacks, seducing, womanizing, whoredom spirits and their attacks, the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons, all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer and their attacks, all targeted radio frequency pulse weapons and their attacks, microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequency attacks. Thank you, Jesus. The work of every druid, all hypnotic and trance devils and their attacks, all mystic rituals and their intent. All electromagnetic attacks, smart technology attacks, techno-paganism, mind control by the occult, attacks from any cult in the name of Jesus Christ. Attacks from any cult. They are bound in the name of Jesus Christ. Attacks from any cult or any COVID. You are bound in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, binding our vibrations which are demons. We take authority, dominion, and power. Overall, such in Jesus' name, we bind 5G and components, everything coming from outer space, from any orbit, from any planet, from any star, moving through the solar system, from any galaxy, from any station planted on any planet, through any satellite, through any cell tower, through our electronic devices in Jesus' name. You are bound. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every word of magic and mystic arts. Buddhist black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, uh, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American. Come on out. All Islander, Chinese, Russian, Brazilian, Italian, Greek. Peruvian, Congo, Sierra Leone, India, Rica de la Venezuela, Ruka de la Canada, Ruka, UK, Rica de la Brusela de Runga de la Brazil, Ruka da Rucoto, Rucoto, Mexico, Rude de de Celele, Runga de la Brusela de Yasunda de Breca de Yosula, Runga de la Brusela de Yosunda de Breca de Yosula de Yokuraca, Rica de la Brusela de Yosula de Yosula, la Yacar, Rugore, Rica de la Brusela de Yos, we buy Buddhist black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah. Egyptian Hindu, we bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind all Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic. We bind all Morgellons attacks, and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, 
all shape-shifting spirits, trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, hyperactivity, low levels of dopamine. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the powers of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect. We bind all satanic ritual abuse devils and satanic worship and witchcraft dedications and all rituals done on the phases of the moon. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and the spirits of science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, monitor, track, defile, corrupt, undermine, despise, assassinate, divine, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of injected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind food lust, addictions, and gluttony. We return to sender according to the covenant. All and every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, right, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us. Astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person, or unrighteous event left behind. Binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning to sender all witchcraft attacks through channeling and the satellites against the website and the app. Returning all Cameroonian wizardry, black magic, juju, hexes, vexes, charms, and such. All tribal witchcraft returned in Jesus' name. All witchcraft from any witch doctor or any shaman returned in Jesus' name. All Chaldean witchcraft returned. All Spanish witchcraft returned in Jesus' name. We are breaking and destroying our social, emotional, and psychological ties with food and drink, which are displeasing to Jesus Christ, binding superficial religious acts, binding magic spells for love, money, Protection, black magic, white magic, candle magic, hoodoo, root work, lucky charms, high magic, and folk magic spells. Binding the demons of energies, boomeranging their wicked works upon them, binding all magical language, magic signs, and magic patterns, even in numbering, binding synchrony. If you have been around your family members recently and picked up their demons again because you did not do sufficient warfare, you need to repent. In the name of Jesus Christ, with the sword of the Spirit, I cut you free from those demons. In Jesus' name, I bind them and I command them to come up and out of you now. 
Come up and out right now. Deep breath and cough. 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 If you've been talking to or have been around family members that are not saved and are not living for Jesus, I'm binding those demons right now. Cough them out in the name of Jesus. Cough them out. Cough them out. All those demons lodged in your soul, come out in the name of Jesus. Lodged in your mind, come out in the name of Jesus. Every bit of it, come on out right now. You've been, those spirits have transferred to you. You're bound in Jesus' name. Come on out of God's people. Come out, come out. Your spirits of your dad, the spirits of your mom, the spirits of your sibling, the spirits of your spouse, come on out. Demons in your children, come on out. Bound in Jesus' name. Deep breath and call. Thank you. We're binding and caging Poseidon and all other underwater demons and stripping them of their crowns and powers. We're binding Jewish black magic mysticism, magic writings, magic artifacts, binding the essence of magic, and Jewish magic by practitioners, amulets, bowls, precious stones, incantations, divining practices, magic spells, and potions. Come on out in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on out in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending, false flags, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, Great Reset, Make-Believe, Fantasy Fables, Enchantments, False Religions, Numerology, Horoscopes, La La Land, the Spirits and Works of the Oppressors, and the Spirit and the Children of Disobedience. Come on out in the name of Jesus. We bind martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic spirits and practices, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, uh, telepathy, psychokinesis, bio-PK, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, Haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind the king of pride in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all demonic, human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils and we bind the queen of the coast in Jesus' name. And all of those uh, trolling behind her in the name of Jesus. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, natural worship, deception, idle mind, unfocused mind, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption. Weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, violence, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilek, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Osiris, Isis, On, all false deities, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and in 72 in the name of Jesus, we chain you with eternal chains under darkness, and we send you into the spiritual cage and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins, and dolls, cold and hot spots, 
psychic weapons, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, signals, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the power of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, vow, pledge, pact, prayer, ritual, we break it off of the lives of the members of Miracle Outreach Ministries in Jesus' name. We bind the brotherhood, the rituals, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grip, and Freemasonry, and the rituals of every secret society, including those of the associated organizations. We take authority, dominion, and power over the rituals done on Indian burial grounds, and we bind them and cut them from our lives in the name of Jesus Christ, and we loose ourselves from them in the name of Jesus. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the insanity, pride, work of errors, foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled, and we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy. Why are your legs crossed? Upon his own head, according to the scriptures, we bind our traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassment, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control. In Jesus' name, we bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, minds to receive. For the Spirit of God says to the church, we repent of an evil heart of unbelief. And we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, undo heavy burdens, let the oppressed go free to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy, we will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. We disconnect ourselves from and we bind any demon that has followed us, was sent to us, or transferred us, and we command them to leave us now in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all the demons coming through the computer lines and the cell phones. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, Palestine, and Israel, and the whole world. We pray for kings and all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere, especially Christians that are being persecuted or were left behind in Afghanistan or someplace else. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Father, we cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus. We cover Germany with the blood of Jesus. We cover our mode of transportation, whatever it may be, with the blood of Jesus, and we bind all interference in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst, linking shields, Lord God, and your presence, your very presence, 
Hallelujah. Thank you for the praising angels as well. Your very presence, Lord. We cover ourselves and all of our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over all the demons of the night, bad dreams, night dreams, sex dreams, anyone or anything trying to get into our dreams, and we command them to stay away. We cut ourselves free from every water spirit right now. With the sword of the spirit, we cut ourselves free from every water spirit. We ask, Father, that you send your holy fire to burn these devils out in the name of Jesus Christ. Your holy fire to consume every water devil in the name of Jesus Christ. Every marine spirit, come on out in the name of Jesus. Every marine spirit, come out of God's people in the name of Jesus Christ. Every familiar devil bound in the name of Jesus, come on out of God's people in Jesus' name. Come on out of God's people. Deep breath and cough, deep breath and cough, deep breath and cough. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, witchcraft, curses, all of it, and we return it, Father, in Jesus' name. We destroy and burn with your fire ungodly silver cords and ley lines and garlands, and we dissever from ourselves and loose ourselves from all ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. Father, should we be married to a witch or a warlock? Jesus' name. 
Thank you, Lord. We take authority, dominion, and power over every global cabal, every coven or cult of witches, warlocks, Satanists, bankers, the UN, the WEF, the WHO, and all organizations under the umbrella of the Illuminati, all Wiccans, and all other cults and covens in Jesus' name. We break your grip and hold. 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 We break your grip and hold in Jesus' name. Ruka da Richa da Rica de Riasa. Runga de Abrisa de Yosunda da Breke. Rica da Rosa de Yosuna de Yosunda. Runga de Brusha de Yosa da Broca Caraca. Rica de Abrusa de Yosur. Rikisa da Brica de Yosula. Rica da Brosa de Yosuna de Yosunda da Brica de Yosula. Raka Kurica. We return all spirits of hate, bitterness and murder, jealousy and envy. And we thank you, Father, for opening our eyes to see how glorious and how marvelous your love for us is. We enjoy and embrace your love and your move in our lives, Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Rise for the benediction, church. Rise for the benediction. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which hath loved us and hath given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace, comfort your heart and establish you in every good word and work. In Jesus' name. I release over the members of Miracle Outreach Ministries the blood of the everlasting covenant in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thanks, Pastor loves you. If you need to, recast. Amen. And be obedient in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Pastor loves you.
Some have called.